Welcome to the Business Results Program. This is how to transform yourself, your team, and your company to perform better and achieve higher results. Let's get started. I'm so happy you're here. My name is Pete Winarski, and I'm the CEO of Win Enterprises LLC. Check out CompleteBusinessTransformation.com and look at the latest posts and resources we put there to serve you. I started this program because I want you to know that it doesn't have to be that hard. Business leaders like you struggle to get results, to build your team, to satisfy customers, to grow your businesses, and to stay sane in the middle of these crazy dynamics going on around you. My team and I have had full careers in business leadership roles, and we get it. We've had the same challenges as you, and we can share what we've learned, and we can make your life easier. In this program, I will be joined by various members of our team and other guests that I know can help you. We will offer new perspectives and share some of the secrets that you're just not hearing about anywhere else. The Business Results Program is your personal journey to improve yourself as you improve your company and achieve your most important goals and deliver the business results that make you and your team happy. Now, let's get to today's episode. Pete here. Today's episode is a special edition where we take one of our recent Facebook Lives and repurpose it to share it here. You can catch these live when they originally air at facebook.com slash Pete Winarski page. And also know that we might decide to put this here on Business Results Radio for you as well. Here we go. Hey, Pete Winarski here today with you once again. It is Friday. Happy Friday to you. I'm the founder and CEO of Win Enterprises LLC, and we help you to transform yourself, your team, and your company. And of course, as you know, the way things have been going lately, there's a lot of different processes, different elements to what you do and how you do it. And so you may have transformed without really planning out that transformation because you were kicked out of your office and you had to work from home starting mid-March and then maybe you're still there, maybe you're starting to go back, but it's certainly a change, it's different. And that's what transformation is. Transformation is meant to be a positive change toward something that's greater and better. And so we wanna make sure that the changes that you're going through relative to, oh my goodness, I'm working from home. How do I be productive? How do I keep my sanity? You know, All of that still matters. That's why we wrote the book, Virtual Teams That Thrive. I keep footnoting that into this conversation, but I do that because it's so important. I've got a whole stack of them here, you know, Virtual Teams That Thrive, just so that you see what the book looks like. Um, get it, read it, do the exercises, make your life better as a result of going through that content. So we, we really feel strongly about that. Um, we've got some announcements that are coming up, not for today, but relative to virtual teams that thrive and helping you to implement those processes for yourself, right? So that you can actually increase your productivity tremendously. You don't have to work as hard as you've been working. 
Um, how do we do that for you? How do we do that together with you? That's one of the elements. How you can still create great performance for your personal output and then keep your peace of mind, your sanity, and not go nuts, not go crazy. So today's conversation, I got a few notes here on my phone because I want to just footnote and grab a couple of things. And we wrote a special report. I'm going to look at my computer over here because I got the PDF. It's called Critical Things Nobody Told You About Working Remotely and Managing Virtual Teams. And we wrote that and it's really, we're calling it an awareness guide. It's a special report that we wrote. We did a special um, exercise with diving into data and what's going on out there in the world. And, you know, of course, the first thing to note is this whole working remote thing and virtual teams phenomenon was not started in March of 2020. It was something that was coming. People were starting to do it voluntarily companies were experimenting with it voluntarily for quite a period of time way longer than you might even realize it's like you know slowly boiling the water right it eventually oh look the water's boiling um i didn't just press a button and boom it started to boil right it was turned on long ago um and i think i may have shared with you uh, while writing that i reflected i said wow the first time that I managed a virtual team was in 1996. And the first time that I was a remote worker for part-time remote, but remote worker was 1998, right? So there's a lot of time that's elapsed since, since back then. So that's important. Um, so, you know, I, I read this article yesterday in Fast Company. Here's the name of the article. That's why I keep glancing down. I'm gonna look at the name of the article um, three reasons why the workplace can't return to normal after COVID-19. Well, first of all, what a great title, you know, because, you know, the, the point is, you know, we're going to handle the virus, right? We're going to figure this out. Eventually, we'll have a vaccine and, you know, if you catch it, you can, you know, it can be addressed, right? Uh, viruses are tricky things, as you know, and every year you get a flu shot, or maybe you do, maybe you don't. Um, but, uh, you know, I usually go to the doctor for my annual physical around December and they say, would you like a flu shot? And I'm thinking it's a good idea. So I get one. So, um, you know, of course, even that, you know, there's, do you have strand A, strand B? So obviously there's a lot of complexity, but let's pretend that there's ways to handle it better than, you know, than not having anything at all. Right. Um, and it will be handled to the point that the world starts to reset and, and get back to some version of the new normal, some version of what that looks like. You know, David and I were on a phone call with a client. We were planning a trip to Europe. You know, we were trying to figure out when can we get there? We have a, you know, a project to do. We, and that's one that that does require us to go on site. A lot of what we're doing, we were able to do remotely, but in this example, we need to be on site. So we've got to get over to Europe. What does that look like? I don't know, right? Right now, we're not able to do it. So we're predicting that that's probably an August trip. And then in August, if we do that, you know, I just went to a doctor's appointment this morning. It was an x-ray. Um, and uh, I had to fill out the survey that says, have you been out of the country in the last three weeks? And of course, I'm going to have to answer that question, yes. And by the way, if I had answered that question, yes, they would send me on my way. So you know, well, you're not coming in here, 
right? They would say, you go home for two weeks and then we'll talk, right? So there's a whole lot of that still to sort out, but let, let's pretend that that gets handled. The point of this Fast Company article is that how work is being done is not going to be the same as it was. And there's a couple points they make. They make the point that workers are being expected and they're feeling pressure to just be on all the time. That work is the number one priority and everything else, family, personal exercise and habits and whatnot, pushed aside. And that they have some story around that and, uh, and I'll tell a story around that in a minute, but that's point number one. Point number two is that there's now this surveillance software and algorithms and tracking devices and tools either through your computer or in some cases they they say hey we're going to come to your house and we're going to put this spy camera right there in the corner of your room and we're going to watch you work right okay that sounds extreme but in some cases that sort of thing does happen um so we'll talk about that and then the third thing is what was that third thing oh my goodness how could i forget um because it's such a big thing i'm pointing to that that awareness guide right over there on my computer. So the in the awareness guide, um, you know, critical things that you didn't know about working remotely and managing virtual teams. In our research, one of the things that came out was camaraderie was the risk, right? Camaraderie is, hey, you, you're close to the people that you're working with and seeing on a daily basis. And you just start to develop that, that sense of, you know, where you see people who finish each other's sentences when they're not married, like, whoa, they're they're hanging out a lot, a lot together. They know each other well. And that's what camaraderie is. It's like, let's solve this problem. It's like, hey, scratching my head, can I borrow you for a minute? And you go over to the dry erase board and you start, you know, scribbling away. And it's like, ta-da, after 10 or 15 minutes, like, oh, thank you so much. You helped me crack the code. So that's the risk as well. The camaraderie is at risk. So Let's just talk about that first one. You know, interestingly, you know, this idea that people are being expected to work, you know, 100% of the time, you're just on all the time. And so here's a little mini case example. I was on the phone with a friend of mine who's also a client. We've done a lot of work together over the years. You know, she's a manager, pretty, you know, decently high up in the food chain, we'll say. Um, and uh, it's an international company. And we were, she was telling me yesterday that, oh yeah, things, uh, you know, are a bit challenging because I'm being expected to be on calls at 6 a.m. and I'm being expected to be on calls at 10 p.m. and everything in between, right? And uh, and it's interesting because way back you know, when I was a vice president of operations, I had some operations in China, right? So we, we had to figure out because it was about 12 hours different. You know, are we doing things at 6 a.m. their time, which is 6 p.m. for us? or 6 a.m. our time, which is 6 p.m. for them, or you know, when do we do it? I remember having calls at, at 10 p.m., 9 and 10 p.m., um, because it was before we were going to bed and they were finally up and looking at their reports and that kind of thing. So there's that global reality that, you know, if you're a global company, you gotta figure out that. And you know, that that's a real challenge. And so you know, the, the article points out that people are feeling like it's necessary and I'll do everything I have to do. And of course, what gets the backseat? The backseat is, you know, some of the family things or exercise or eating right or sleep. And, you know, a lot of that 
we do cover in virtual teams that thrive. You know, some of this is in uh, P5, which is chapter eight around the um, uh, peace of mind mastery. Um, and then there's some other things in here as well. Um, I'm just flipping. I didn't prepare this, but goodness, am I familiar with this book after all of the work that we put in. Um, oh, P2 and productivity habits for sure, right? So um, that's where some of this really comes into play. And so anyway, you know, I'll, I'll leave you to dive into the content and recognize there are ways to work through with your family and your team to come up with routines that work for you. I know on our our own team, you know, we all have our own families. We've got our things that we're doing. And so you know, there are certain calls that we want to have and we sort of compress and group together activity where we want to be available for each other and on the Zoom call and working through things together. And then there's the work that we have to go off and do. And we're on our own to do that. And so you know, if you've got to go handle the baby, then you handle the baby. If you've got to go you know, because the dog is barking, you go walk the dog. Obviously, if you have things scheduled for meetings, then okay, you got to handle it. And what this friend of mine was saying is, unfortunately, in her case, her meeting is getting absolutely stacked. So that 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. is packed with meetings and things, which, you know, interestingly, that doesn't leave you any time to do work. So that's, that's one of the watchouts that they're sharing is, that may not change. Now, that's kind of bad news because when you were working and you drove to the office and you maybe got there at 7.30 or 8 o'clock in the morning and then you went home at 5 or 6, whatever your parameters were for yourself, you know, even if you were there from 7 to 6, 11-hour day, at least people respected after the hours, like the before and the after. So that, their warning may be at risk and changing. Let's talk about the second thing that the whole surveillance software thing. Um, it's an interesting one. And that's also been around a while. Um, you know, that just like remote working and virtual teams was accelerated in March of 2020. The same is true for some of this surveillance software. So my brother-in-law, for example, he lives out in Rochester, New York with you know, when he and my sister come down to visit us, it's about a six hour drive. And there are times when we've got to get ourselves um, to something that's on a Friday night or an early Saturday morning, and they choose to um, drive. Maybe they come out on Thursday night, for example. And so when they do that, he works here. He works from the office, quote unquote, my home office. Like you might pull up a chair in the dining room and he's being tracked. And he knows that ahead of time. You know, he, he's pretty high up in a bank and he, they click his mouse movements and they know, hey, if his mouse isn't moving, he's not at his computer, right? So that's been around um, in terms of video watching you or watching you, you know, that, that's a big deal. So keep an eye open for that sort of thing. It is real, it does happen. And I think it's less about the tool and more about the communication around the tool and how it's used. Because the, you know, the people, let me just pull up the name of one of the, the companies here. Um, where are you? Active Track, A-C-T-I-V, capital T-R-A-K, all one word. Um, that's a surveillance software that 
some companies are opting to use. And what the folks at ActiveTrack are pointing out is this actually could be really helpful. One of the questions that leaders have is, and their fear is, well, we just had all these people go work from home. And how do we know if they're doing anything? And so their answer is, well, let's put recording software on there that you know kind of takes a, a snap screenshot of what they're working on every 10 minutes and can it can turn on video clips so that they can actually see what they're doing on their computer mouse clicks and whatnot so if you're surfing the news right that's one thing you're gonna they're gonna know you're surfing the news um, I'm not going to comment an opinion on whether that's good or bad I want you to think about that and comment about it is it good or bad but what I do want you to, to think about is what would the communication look like around it if you were a business leader and your company made the decision, it's not your choice, they made the decision to implement some type of a tracking tool. So you could say, listen, we, you guys are working from home, we don't know if you're working, so we're gonna put this in and we're gonna watch you. You could say it that way, but how else could you say it? Right, what if you said something from a place of compassion and listen, we want to know how we as a company are doing. We're struggling and you know, we're all working from home and we want to help the people who are struggling the most. Um, we also want to recognize people who are super performers. And so we're going to put this tracking software in, but we want you to be really open with us and talk about you know, what you're doing, what your challenges are, et cetera. Um, and you know, if you got to step away for an hour because of some family need and you're you know, there, there is no daycare and you're the mom or the dad who's working from home, you've got to handle something, you know, communicate with us and set up processes to do that. That just feels a lot different. So again, I'm not making a judgment one way or another. Um, you know, some people say no matter what, flat out, it's creepy. And, you know, maybe that is the answer. I'm not sure. You know, you got to think about it, um, you know, as if you are the leader, it's going in and, and there's no choice. How do you get your team to work well with it, its presence? So, um, you know, one example, there's someone we know, uh, and Renee was telling us a story recently that uh, they, you know, they, okay, you're all working from home. And they came into this person's house and they set up the tracking software whatever that looks like. I don't know if they just downloaded it onto a computer remotely or if they came in and had to physically put things up. But whatever the case may be, you know, now that they're back, invited back to the office, she found there's a whole bunch of people who aren't there anymore. Like, I'm not working in this environment. I'm out. I've got something. That, I have another choice. I'm going somewhere else. So the warning is if you as a company and business leader choose to do some tracking software, and you don't communicate it well, then you may find that you've alienated people and you basically said through your actions, not your words, but your actions, we don't trust you and we're gonna like just be watching you the whole time. And if you don't like it, tough. And some of them said, I don't like it, I'm out, right? So that's a risk, watch, watch for that. The third thing that came up in that article was camaraderie. Um, that wasn't their words for it. I think their words, uh, I forget what their words were, but um, you know, the, the people working together and doing that on the fly because they're bumping into each other in the hallway um, 
and you say, hey, let's go grab lunch together and a lunchtime conversation with the other three people that you're with sparks some creative ideas. Um, you know, creativity comes from downtime. Creativity comes from getting away from the grind. And so if you don't have the informal touch point opportunities for people who are working together to elevate and solve problems and be more creative and innovative and come up with things, then now you've got somewhat of a more robotic way to do work. And there's a risk as well that you know, camaraderie goes away because maybe all the same people work at the company with you, but you choose to go to the office and the favorite people that you hang out with at lunch choose to not go. It's a different situation, right? You're like, oh, well, I'm not going to lunch with my buddy or I'm not grabbing a coffee in the morning with uh, the same people. It's different, right? So just recognize that that's another change that they are predicting is going to have an impact negatively on how things work. So a lot of change. The whole point here is things are changing. They will not go back to exactly what it was. It will not be the same way. It's just, it's, there is a new normal. And the new normal obvious is you're going back and you've got a mask on your face and you're social distancing and that kind of thing. That's obvious, that is happening, you could see it. What we're talking about is somewhat predicting what are the other things that are coming. And I thought this, was, this article was a really great thought starter that people are going to have a tougher time uh, getting away from like being on 24 seven. They're going to have a tougher time uh, justifying their activity when they step away. And that could be also because of surveillance software. And then lastly, you know, some of that creative problem solving and, and team bonding even is going to be reduced, right? What's the impact? Too early to know, too early to tell. But certainly read Virtual Teams That Thrive for some of the tips for how to handle some of what we just talked about. And then the awareness guide that I mentioned, I want you to have a copy. So read that. If you're interested, direct message me here and say, hey, I'd like to have the awareness guide. Just DM me, direct message me, and I will or my team will, we'll figure out how to get you a copy. We'll email it to you. And, uh, or, or drop it on the DM link or whatever, and, uh, and we'll get it to you so that you can have it, right? We think there's a lot of really good, valuable content in there that is going to raise your awareness, which is what an awareness guide is meant to do. So with that, it's Friday. Happy Friday to you. We'll see you next week right here, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at noon for Facebook Live. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Business Results Radio. Remember to share this episode on social media or directly with people you think would benefit from it. And if you are willing, subscribe to this podcast and give us a five-star rating. Go ahead and do that now while you're thinking of it. I also want to invite you to visit businessresultsradio.com and if you want to learn more about the Win Enterprises team or about the business consulting and mentoring services we provide, visit CompleteBusinessTransformation.com. Thanks a bunch, and we will catch you again soon.